Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yes, my people, it is that time again. Mac Mania Podcast on a Tuesday, y'all. God bless everyone for listening in and joining us and tuning in. I got the fellas. Chocolate Captain Planet, BH Waters. I got Flobo Boys. Hey. I got Real Jack Farmer. And oh hey, my hey. goodness, I have Emily May, Mission Pro Wrestling, a myriad of things, Emmy nominated boo thing. What's going on? Hello, everyone. Excited uh-huh. to have Emily May on here. This should be a fun, fun chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted I wanted to bring you on, you know, not not just because you are just because you're a woman, but you know, you know a little bit of wrestling, you know a little bit of collar and elbow, you know, you know a little bit of things. And and we had this Royal Rumble and it was a it was it was a it was very interesting. It was met with some mixed feelings, but I wanted to get your perspective and your takeaway on a few things. So give me give me your thoughts right out the gate about what, what you were kind of thinking about the women's the women's rumble match and how things are setting up on the road to WrestleMania. So I kind of, um, so I, I was quite busy the, the night of Royal Rumble. Um, so I, I had to like block all of the, the, the haters and all the people trying to like, so I had to like me. block out all the opinions, right? And I was like, no one tell me? me. Yeah, I blocked you, Jack. <laughs> Straight hater. I blocked you, Jack. Uh, I was like, I can't see Jack's comments. Yeah, <laughs> because you have to make your own informed decision, right? And oh, so yeah. I sat Max. down, I, you know, I watched the Royal Rumble, the, the women's match, and I tried to go in. Uh, you know, I, th- this is like my favorite time of year. I feel like it's like the, d- it's leading up to Christmas. Right. So, you know, this is like the beginning of, uh, uh, like the, the 25 days. Of, I mean, not quite, but you know, the 25 days of countdown. So, yes. you know, this has been, this is like one of my favorites. Um, you know, the Royal Rumble in general is usually a favorite. And then when they started the women's Royal Rumble, it really kind of elevated, kind of women on, you know, on WrestleMania and, and, and giving them a platform on a larger stage. Right. So just breaking down overall, this Royal rumble, you know, I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of how they had these, these little feuds that you got to see. Of course, we got to see some legends, which, you know, are always, are always a fan favorite. And, but I do have to say that overall it was kind of anticlimactic in the sense of we were leading up to this big moment and uh, you know, we got Ronda Rousey coming out, which I think (laughs) there was that rumor, right. But, um, she was coming out, but I think for me, it felt as if they, they, they rushed into it a little bit. Like there was that, there was kind of that showdown between Charlotte and her in the ring at the end and they were building to it. And I was like, Oh man, I wanted some, I wanted some, some big punches. I wanted some big hits. Um, and then it just happened so quickly. So like the resolution of that rumble just happened so quick and I wanted just a little bit more. I wanted to like squeeze that juice out. I wanted to really make it, um, just w- worth that moment for Rhonda to come out. So Yeah. So with that, so with that being said, though, are are you on the are you in the camp that you like that Ronda won the Rumble? Did did you were you mad that it was predictable when it kind of got leaked a little bit? Do you, do you feel like that's who whoever she faces is is going to make it? Put like this: was she the choice to win the Royal Rumble? The right the right choice, in your opinion? So, 
So I'm kind of have mixed feelings. I think she Word. is, you know, like just like a lot of us do, right? I think, you know, I think she is the big name that will, you know, again, if you're thinking from like a business perspective, you're going to sell tickets. Like whoever she's like, uh, whatever that big match is, like that's going to be huge, right? Um, but from a storytelling perspective, we've heard rumors of her coming back. We've heard her kind of training again. We've heard her kind of ramping back up. And so having, you know, having someone that isn't, hasn't necessarily been working in the, you know, in, in this, uh, the last few months, you know, leading up where you've had women on the, the roster week after week, having matches, building to these feuds, building to this momentum of WrestleMania. How do you think they feel? We're week after week and then they don't get to win the Royal Rumble. They don't have a shot at a WrestleMania match. Like that's just going to build tension, you know, and build these future feuds. We've seen, you know, we, we saw in the rumble, we saw, you know, um, uh, uh, Sonia, Sonia Deville and, and, and Naomi have these little moments. And we, we saw even like some of the legends have some tension and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's great. I love those moments. I love when, when you can really like, pl- like you're playing off of each other in that way. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Emily, I'm curious your thoughts about Ronda Rousey, because you'd mentioned that it ended very quickly. And I agree. I think that it felt like the rug was almost pulled out from under us. Like, and by the way, here's the winner. But is your opinion on everything we're saying? Does it change if Ronda Rousey comes out at, let's say, number 18 and has to battle for a while to stay in and has some near eliminations of her own and it feels like it's not as guaranteed? Does that change the perspective or the story here? Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely does. I mean, that does have a huge factor. Like if you're number two versus number 28, that's going to definitely change the story that you're telling in this Royal Rumble match. We saw Bianca Belair, you know, in her previous win, have this incredible time in the ring. And that story from A to Z was pretty perfect because you saw her battle up this mountain to get to where she was and get that win. But with Rhonda just kind of showing up near the end, it feels that if it feels that the other the other women that have been in this ring for since number 18 or number, you know, 19 or 20, um, you know, we got to that top five, but it felt it, it, it totally would tell a different story, Jack. I think you're right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, with the uh, the big four pay-per-views, I mean, we worked SummerSlam last year and that was a, a fun event there in Las Vegas. And and now with, like, it seems that Money in the Bank is being the shadow fifth big event. Uh, I guess maybe you can say there's a lot more of that part-timer action in these big events. And I wonder right. if it's it's for the uh, benefit for casual fans to get on board and have an on-ramp or is it to a detriment overall to staff? But even we saw at the Men's Rumble, you can even argue like people like Edge are part-time or Brock Lesnar's part-time. Uh, what's been your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. I mean, the thing is you're going to have your talent that's 365 and then you're, you're going to have your talent that's going to pop in and out for these big pay-per-views for, you know, the money in the bank and, you know, uh, the SummerSlam and things like that. So I think it's okay to, to a degree, right. But I think to have it be predictable in, like, we know that, okay, we know Brock Lesnar is going to win. We like most likely predicted to win. Right. So it's, um, it's important to kind of clean the slate. Like from January to April, we have this, like we're getting casual fans back on board again. So you need right, to right, right, those right. big names, right? Because they're building to like, this is their biggest show of the year. So you're going to build to it. Um, so I think there is going to be like Fobo said, you, they want to bring those casual fans on and then hopefully they stay on a little bit longer. Maybe that gets them back into the game. So they're watching it all year round. Um, so I think, but there's a balance. And I think, um, when you're trying to build this momentum for WrestleMania, you know, you have to kind of think about how all those work together. So we, we have things, a lot of things setting up right now in, in, in the Ronda thing will, will play out. But another thing that unfolded last night on Raw was we got, we got Lita now, 
Lita coming out now for the people that aren't the casual viewers, the, the diehards, the nostalgia, yeah. the, the people that that appreciate Spider Man Far From Home, getting all that nostalgia. <laughs> you get you get you get Miss you get Miss Lita, and you got a um, big time Bex, and you have a match at Elimination Chamber, which to me to me this is kind of a WrestleMania worthy type match. However, you know it's still going to be epic in, in Saudi. So give me your takeaway from that. Um, is is she someone that's going to just get fed to to to, uh, to big time Bex, or does Lita have an actual shot? You know, I, I know everyone, you know, loves Lita, a legend, a trailblazer. And this is like new generation. You're combining, like we're talking about casual fans and then maybe like diehard fans, right? And and that have nice. the history, right? So you have, yep. you have your legends versus your new generation, your new generation of champion, right? Like, um, so you have, you know, you have Becky Lynch and Lita, like this is going to be so incredible. Um, I think Lita definitely has a chance to at least showcase that she still she still has it, and she did it, she did at the Royal Rumble too. And I think this is building kind of a combination of fans here, and I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm all for it. And I think they they I think bringing back these legends where you're, you're combining generations of fans I think is important, and I think it's going to be the future of where they're going. Um, yeah. See, seeing Lita back, I hate to compare her to Jeff Hardy because they were already together so much, but she just has the same thing of Jeff Hardy where no matter how long she's been gone or what she's been doing, when she comes out, there's just love for this person yeah. uh, walking out onto the stage. You just can't help it. Uh, something about the women's division and bringing back legends that I think WWE is finding themselves in an interesting spot right now with, though, is uh, the, the truth is there's not as many just because of how long women's wrestling has been as good as it is there's not as many legends for them to go to for the women's division as there is for the men's division and sometimes like in the rumble you almost get a few people who come back almost too often it feels like like i love molly holly but it's just it's almost like a a guaranteed she's going to be in every single <gasps> I can't have too much molly holly at, jack at this what are you point, saying right? jack what's yeah, wrong hold with hold you you out of pocket no brother a surprise oh. if she's in every single royal rumble yo, jack. Hey, yo, jack. Yo, jack hold on man what's what's what what's hell's, what the hell's going on yeah. this morning man what? hold on man so what i'm saying where i'm going with this is who this man do you how do you balance trying to get more women's wrestlers to fill those roles versus using the same women's legends because again i like seeing the legends but at some point it's no longer a surprise if you are in every single royal rumble yeah, uh, Molly, um, Jack said you're trash. I'm throwing all, all Molly out there. It's I don't still, think there's anyone that doesn't like seeing Molly Holly. You know what I'm saying. I mean, and it was a brutal, like, can we can we talk about, it? like, her Royal Rumble moment this year was just brutal, right? Like, yeah. did she even, like, get a chance? Yeah, that was the best. That was my my favorite part of the women's rumble, actually. But absolutely, would you would you watch her and um uh, Nikki Ash in, in, in a mania match? M, would you watch that? Oh yeah, uh, there can only be one cape, though. I think that was the issue. <laughs> what was it? SummerSlam? What 2015? When it was like Stardust versus Arrow or something like that. I'll, or 2018? I'll watch that. Why not? <laughs> Oh man, Jack! But it's so, always a surprise uh, what number they come out, right? I think uh, you know right. it's always a toss-up, right? Um, I mean, we knew we knew a few of the entrants uh, leading into the Royal Rumble match, but you know, Jack, I I don't know, I disagree. I think the surprise there is uh, mm. you know when she might be coming out. Kick rocks, Jack. <laughs> but, so, because then my follow-up to that would be: Do you think that there's an opportunity to maybe use some of those spots to bring in? Uh, we always talk about the Forbidden Door. Obviously, you work with Mission Pro Wrestling. Do you think hey. maybe it's an opportunity to, instead of having these people we've seen before, maybe bringing in some talent from places like a Mission Pro to see how they do on this uh, one of the biggest stages in pro wrestling? I mean, definitely. I think the door should always be open. I well, think there's only 30 spots. What is it, Emily? I, <laughs> Ask the I hard mean, questions. Damn, Jack. Wait, you can't yeah, have both ways. What is this? Like, <laughs> Up on me, I'm ready to fight all of you. Whoa! Because you hate Molly Holly, dang. Dang, Jack, Jack needs some caffeine or something. <laughs> it's early. I'm crabby. He's getting crabby. He's crabby. You he guys, he turned red. red. I think he got a little. He got a little 
little uh, hot. I'm getting heated here. <laughs> I mean, I think the door should always be open. I mean, we saw Mickey James coming out, the Impact Knockouts champion. I mean, doors are open. Doors are swinging. Windows might be even open, you know? I think the opportunities there. I never, I never in my life would have thought I would have seen this door be open. I mean, like having an impact, impact belt on a WWE pay-per-view, I, I never thought I, that was not on my bingo card this year. Uh, you know, you're supposed to say title. Can't oh, say yeah. belt. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't <laughs> what, say belt anymore. What, whatever, you say, you, you, you get it? <laughs> my belts are it's fashionable. Not, I'm a winner. That's what so a WWE TV, it becomes a title. Uh, I, oh, fact. I guess facts. it makes sense, it, yeah, right? It's like in poker, no you pay for a bracelet or something. I'm going to have a championship man, suspenders when I make a wrestling mad company. Cap yo, for, yo, for, this, <laughs> for disclosure, for this, yes. yo, for disclosure when, you, when you're at the company, you're working at that company, I kid you not, man, in the pamphlet, it's like, do not refer to this as a belt. <laughs> don't, like, don't you dare. Like, if you, like, you will get a, like, you will get a memo if you mention that as a belt on TV. No joke, man. They will be like, uh, Evan, at 44 36 on on this show. you said belt i was like oh snap wow get rid of for accessories that's cold fam Bruh. <laughs> you better you better call that a title bro. but but yo but yo m let's talk let's talk about mission pro wrestling babe let's talk about what you're doing in 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 this in this promotion in this this movement that you guys are starting down south let's talk about it let's listen if for the people that are listening let's talk about mission pro wrestling sell me on mission pro wrestling sell the unwashed masses on mission pro wrestling <laughs> Well, if you're not watching Mission Pro Wrestling, the top women's promotion in the world, uh, you need to go and watch us on Title Match Network. We have a slew of shows. Um, we're elevating women in the industry above and beyond. Um, we are giving them, you know, time to, you know, um, to elevate their craft, to learn their craft, to, you know, give them a platform, give them a voice. Um, when other promotions might have closed that door, when other promotions said maybe you weren't, you're, you know, you're not good enough, you're not the type, you're not the look that we want, we're saying, hey, our door is open, come in and show us what you got. Um, and we're doing it not only for for women in the ring, but we're also doing it for the production team as well. We're doing it for people that are doing commentary for ring announcing. We're doing it for camera operators. We're doing it for directors, producers. It is not just you know, women learning to be a wrestler, um, referees, um, we are giving them a foundation to build on their craft, to do what they love in a place that's safe, that's welcoming, that is, you know, um, giving them the place to tell their story. So with that being said, um, is that, is this a place that you, you, you're looking just to, to build, um, these women in, in their craft to eventually move on to, to greener pastures, or are you trying to build this foundation and, and build this, this, this promotion to hopefully they, they, they stay there and, and help it grow and help it get bigger. Or are you guys okay with just them, you guys teaching them that craft to, to branch out and go to, you know, maybe a more well-known promotion? Yeah, I mean, I think we're thankful and we're so blessed when we see, you know, our ladies on AEW Dark, when we see them, you know, get a tryout for WWE, when we see them go to Impact. Or, we're so excited for them and it's such a supportive system. We're we're all for it. Like, you know, we want to support them in wherever they go. But our, you know, our goal is to be global. Our goal is to build the biggest company uh, that we can be. And be on TV and show that that uh, women's wrestling is, you know, can can sell and be on TV, and the fans are in for the ride. Um, and we definitely see that as we've continued to grow in this this past year. Can I ask you your perspective on? And I'm using the air quotes if you guys are on the audio version. The war between wrestling promotions, right? Because I, I feel like I, I'm a certain age where if you're a wrestling fan, you were a nerd and no one really hung out with you. But now we have so many different options. People kind of pick their Facts. their promotions and they shun the rest. Now you are out. And you have a promotion where you can basically send your talent to many different ones. What's been your perspective on the war? Is it all just in Twitter sphere? Is it all just made up and conjured? Is it a real thing? What's your thoughts about that? I mean, I think in general, we all should work together, right? Like we all, you know, there, sh there shouldn't be any feuds, you know, like we shouldn't all be like, we also try to make the industry better, right? In whatever show we do and how we, we treat our talent and how we produce our shows. So I, I would say, you know, if there are feuds and things, you know, 
I think we just all need to make it better. So then we're not fighting and, you know, um, but you know, I, I think, um, you know, I think there's always a potential to, to work together and that's what we have to, what we have to focus on. Been door confirmed. You heard it here first in the Mac Mania podcast. Thanks. Emily, I do a, a little bit on this show, Mac Mania called farmer's market, where I pick a wrestler who, if they were a stock, you should buy them now because you can get them low, but they're about to go up because their value is about to go up really high. I'd love to ask you, Mission Pro Wrestling, they have so many talented wrestlers there. And as you mentioned, you can see them all over the place. Uh, but if if all these wrestlers were stocks, who's the one who people should buy into now? Who's the one that over the next couple of years you think is really going to start popping up on a lot of people's radars as one of the top wrestlers in the world? Oh, that is such a difficult question because there's so much incredible talent that's coming out of Mission Make a Pro. Decision, I know. <laughs> Feet to the fire. You're putting me on the spot. You don't have to see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to look them all in the eye after this. So I know. They're gonna say, one's we your heard favorite? you. We heard you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I. So one of my um, one of the talents that I've been keeping an eye on is Maddie Rankowski. She's mm. bon- only been in the business for about two years and has done extremely well and has gone to you know done AEW Dark has worked on promotions all over the country. And she definitely has this star power. Um, I also, um, I also really, I, I got to pick another one. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the Renegade Twins, but there are tag team champions yes. at Mission yes, Pro, yes, 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 yes. and they are so just—they're so fun, and they have the energy that a tag team needs. They have the the uh, chemistry that a tag team needs. I mean, they're sisters, so you gotta. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that, that that's good to have. Um, there's so much talent. Like our champion, Hadad, also our Mission Pro champion, she's incredible, has been around the independent scene for a really long time, has been, you know, ac- across professional wrestling. And she just has, I don't know if you've seen her, but she is quite scary in the ring and can uh, can knock some, knock some ladies out. Um, we'll take you to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> So I know so, so I, I know I'm supposed to pick one, but there's just no, so many that no, I, no, I no, think feel can free. Yeah. pick the whole roster. Everyone's dope. Actually, Jeff, we're gonna do a whole mission pro invasion. We're just gonna have, I'm, you know. All I'm saying is if someone took my lunch Ooh, money, I'm calling the Renegade Twins. First call. Hey man, someone took my lunch money. <laughs> yeah. It's, she, I'm, uh, it's so funny you said that. They definitely they, will will help you get out of your locker. I was going to say, I'm glad you said those because those were some names that I was thinking of. And I look at the roster of Mission Pro. Those are names that stand out to me because I, I, to your point, I've seen them on AEW Dark before. And uh, I remember shouting them out as people to look forward to. Uh, so it's good to hear that the people behind the scenes like yourself believe the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we believe in all the women here at Mission Pro. Um, we try to support them in all the passions that they do. So, and if they want to like try commentary, sometimes we throw wrestlers on commentary to just like try it out because uh, you got to be a more well-rounded storyteller and person in the industry. So, so it's fun to see when that happens. Yeah, this is what we brought. We wanted you, to, we wanted you to put over all the ladies. That's what this was. It was a setup for you to put over <laughs> Mission Pro. Mm-hmm. Just that was this is what it was. It wasn't actually a, a th- we weren't trying to hold the feet to the fire. We wanted you to just run down the <laughs> roster and put everybody over and and get them all to to the flagship WWE. You know more impact. You know what I mean. We that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to make it global through the Mac Mania podcast. Yes, you got the yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily, I really appreciate you for taking the time. With us, man, we want you, we want you to just you know come back, pop in, you know here and there, you know just give you expertise and whatnot. You know what I mean? I want you to just hang out with us every now and again when we call upon the, if you don't mind, my dear. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I miss you all so much, and uh, I'm glad we all got to the, the gang back together. The gang's always together. Hey, Emily, guys. before you leave, <laughs> Emily, before you leave, can you let us know um, for the fans who don't know where they can find Mr. Pro and um, as far as the next show and how they can support. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <Producer jobs. laughs> Thank you, Brian. Producer's job. I know it too well. <laughs> so you can follow Mission Pro uh, on all their social channels at Mission Pro Wrestling. If you want tickets to the next show, you can go to missionprowrestling.net. And our next show is March 5th in Conroe, Texas 
at Southern Star Brewery. So if you love beer, if you want some amazing wrestling, you got to go check it out. Um, or if you can't go there live, uh, in Texas, you can stream it on title match network and it's for us, uh, you know, a, a minimal subscription subscription fee. You can watch all of mission pro shows from this past year plus, and uh, you can catch up and see, uh, see all of our championship, uh, championship matches, just see so much incredible talent. Um, some people that you might be familiar with that you've seen on AEW or, uh, you know, all over. So go check it out. And keep up the good work. We uh, we're loving what you're doing, and we really really appreciate what you're doing for the women in this industry. And um, we really respect what you're doing, my dear. Oh, thank you so much. It takes a it takes a full team. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, gentlemen, uh, Royal Rumble, we, 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 we did a lot of things. We did post-shows and pre-shows and after-shows and all kinds of shows and extra podcasts and all these kind of things. But but the fellas are here, Magmania Podcast, my guys, my core group, the people I want to break a few things down with. We have a ring of wrestling feed. I'm sure everyone's going to give you all that Royal Rumble tea. So we're gonna, uh, I, I want to approach it from a different angle, fellas. I guess I wanted to get match of the night, go around the horn, uh, starting with, I don't know, I Chocolate Captain Planet. What was your match of the night? Oh my gosh. The match Heart. of the night was the opening match. Roman Reigns, the tribal Facts. chief himself, and Seth freaking Rollins. I mean, just from the beginning. Now, uh, let me tell y'all something. I always talk about my kids, one, because I love them, but you really. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Breaking <laughs> news, y'all. I love yeah. my kids. <laughs> Shout out to my daughter. Just turned seven yesterday. The, hey, the best up, part is. Yeah. When you watch it wrestling with children, it uh, it gets rid of a lot of fluff. It gets rid of the, yes. why are they doing it? Because of this and all that. You yes. just get a legitimate show. And when Seth Rollins came out there, first of all, in my head, I'm not saying this out loud with them, but I'm like, why is Roman out first? He's the tribal chief. But then I thought, well, maybe the tribal chief wanted everybody to see him first. He, wa he wanted to be the first person to walk down there in St. Louis. It's the Royal Rumble. It's the start of mm. WrestleMania. So then when, you know, I don't know all the words, but, you know, Sierra Hotel, Echo, y'all know the rest. De Delta. Y'all said everything but Lima. Everything Lima, I'm saying is Lima. Lima. the hardest one. I can never remember what L is. So when that hits, my son goes, oh, wow. He's going back to the shield. And I'm sitting there. So my daughter, like, what's that? So he's like breaking it down for her, you know, catching her up to speed. Break it down. And so I was just in awe because I said on um Friday night, when Seth kept talking and he kept talking, I said, Roman's gonna beat the out of him. And that's what we got. You know, obviously it wasn't a squash, which I love that, but I love the fact that during the match. You saw, like, Roman go to another level. Because when you look at Seth Rollins' character, from all the way with his feud with Edge, going into the house, he's always found ways to get in his opponent's head. And that's exactly what he did with the Tribal Chief. Nobody's really been able to get into Roman's head the way Seth Rollins has. Not Brock Lesnar, not Kevin Owens. Even Jimmy Uso would like play on his emotions only for Roman to fool him and not be bothered. You know, when he was doing the uh, program with Jay. But now Seth Rollins, and you know, it's kind of like when he hit him in the back with the chair, Rollins that is, and then he reminded him, and you ever have that friend that you say, all right, I forgive you for doing that. We're going to move past it. Let's just not talk about that again. And then he- We just gonna, yeah, yeah, we ain't going to talk about it no more. Yeah. 
So then he did that and then reminded him. So I love the fact that, you know, you, I'm a big camera angles guy. So I love that they use, you know, the similar Me camera too. angles, <laughs> the same way he swung the chair. So, I mean, but like from start to finish, I thought that was the match of the night. If, well, if uh, you ne saw next time I do this, I'm not gonna go to B Waters because he took the took all my thunder. That was that's that <laughs> he said it. That was <laughs> my match of the night. So so next time I'm gonna go around the hall and I ain't gonna start with him because that was exactly what he took the he echo and he used his kids. Like what the, what you want me to do? <laughs> if you he used uh, the if, children. If you weren't giddy when Rollins came out to the Shields music. You need to take a break from wrestling for a little bit. You've Facts. that's that's called being jaded. When you if you were not giddy when that happened, you're miss you're missing the point. But I, for me, I think the popular answer here is Roman versus Rollins, and it's probably the right answer if there is such a thing. But I gotta However. shine a light on Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. It had a great build up to it. And I'm not even talking about the decade or whatever it was that Bobby Lashley was calling out Brock, but even just the forge video they showed before the match, this Crazy. one, when it started was exactly what you wanted. It was ugly. It was brutal. It had you cringing at times as guys who never get thrown around, got thrown around. It was short. It was very far from sweet. In fact, I would say it was, uh, it was a little savory because it was two meaty men. Uh, it, was, it was a sight to behold. And, and this is something to Flobo's, Flobo's point that he always talks about. The Royal Rumble is a casual fans show. And this is one of those matches where if you're a casual fan, no one was watching this thinking, this is so cheesy. They were watching guys just beat the crap out of each other. The end was poop. Let's not pretend that wasn't a poop. But but everything other than that was a <laughs> slugfest in like the best possible way. Plus, and this is the most important part, Bobby Lashley was on Mac Mania. And later that week, he won his big match. Is that a coincidence? No, it's not. People, if you want to win your match, come on Mac Mania. That's how you do it. Wait, Sam Robbins so got booked you, for a match? So for all the haters out there, man, not understanding, man, that we getting bring get building up the clout. He was on the show. Later yeah. on in the week, he won. He won mm -hmm. the match that people didn't think he was going to win. We we called him out as a vampire. He acknowledged us. He yep. said he's an alien. And then he followed it up on Saturday, getting the dub. I don't care how you get it done. When they write the record, Record books when it comes to sports they don't say how you get it done it just says w that's all it says it says in the history books it will always say that bobby lashley beat brock lesnar now since brian used his children took out my thunder you did you this childlike wonderment <laughs> to steal my thunder listen i'm gonna go to flowbeetle.com he had the right answer though flowbeetle.com uh, yeah he does have the right answer but you guys are gonna you guys are gonna you know Look at me. How, yeah, unfollow me on social media. That's fine. Oh, slow, but, Lord. but my favorite match was Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. And I'm going to explain why. Don't, don't jump no, down my throat. It was a good match. It was a good match. But, but I love the Rumble for two big reasons. One, the Rumble itself, because you can bring people over. It's kind of like a Super Bowl Sunday Pro Bowl weekend, because no one really does anything for the right. Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? But the whole schedule's all changed now. But I like the Rumble for the second reason, is because that's usually when someone is pronounced the number one contender. And they have no chance of winning. But because they have no chance of winning, they have a good story. All of us here at the Ringer had Becky winning this match, and Becky won. But I go back to Balor versus Brock in 2019, uh, Cena versus Umaga in 2007, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly in 2004. Like these are matches that are just so fun because they almost are like outside of canon, but part of canon as well. So Dewdrop came and she took it to Becky Lynch. But here's a kicker because Jack and I know this. We watch NXT UK. Dewdrop ain't Piper Niven. Piper Niven is even a further level along. So I knew Facts. and Dewdrop proved that she can hang with the four, four horsemen and almost beat a four horsewoman at the Rumble this weekend. So shout out to NXT UK. Shout out to Piper Niven. That match to me made my night. Yeah, that I, was great. That's why. Oh, go ahead, Jack. I was going to say, I'm gonna, I want to double down on that. It's it's super unfortunate, the placement of where it was in the show being after a rumble. And with the sign shenanigans happening during the match, obviously took the crowd out of it a bit. But uh, to Flobo's point, uh, Dewdrop is incredible. And I would say this was probably, in my opinion, just as a match, Becky's best match since coming back. If you look at it as a simple mm -hmm. as a match match. Um, mm -hmm. And not not talking about the build up and and all that uh, the quote unquote star power, but just as a match, I thought this was one of her best ones.
yeah, I just like when, yeah, I like, I like this. Lately, they've been just trying to have Becky, like, kind of get through and just beat the brakes off people and squash people and do these things where they she completely dominates them. But not any real back and forth, any real drama. Um, I think I think the artist formerly known as Piper Niven, like, showed a great, <laughs> a great, a, a told a great story in the ring. You know, like, when I when I reach out, if I, if I tweet a superstar, it's, it's, it's from genuine, genuine admiration. So when I tweeted that, like, she was, it was an impressive showing, you know, when I tweeted at her, it's because it was, to me, it was her best match in, uh, across the pond. Like I said, we, we go and pretend like they were two separate entities so let's just pretend for a second that she did she did not exist in in the united kingdom let's let's pretend like a woman from scotland didn't exist in the united kingdom and we'll so i'm gonna say the best match she had was um was that i think about it, it was at the royal rumble what a time to have your best match for people that might not have seen you in nxt uk so uh shout out to Dewdrop for doing her thing in 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 having becky actually have a actually wrestle for a few minutes mm-hmm Goodness gracious, my God. Brian was like, I watched it with my children. And, me and, was and I loved them so much. But right. <laughs> I can't imagine having kids. I just. No, but he, but he, and on, a, on a serious note, on a serious note, he it broke it down. The, the reason. I had to tell make it makes sense. It, that, and that's what, and on, and, and on a serious note, I'm messing, I'm just teasing you, but the best, the best, mm-hmm. that is literally the best part. What you, what you said there, it's, that's how you know, because we forget. We've been mm-hmm. watching the product so long. Some of us have been watching the product so long. So we forget that right there, that childlike wonderment when you're watching something and you've seen it, you're, in, instead of worrying about the result you were going to get or who was going to win, a kid sits back and just goes, oh my God, he's coming. That's the shield he's coming. And it's that mm-hmm. feeling that, and watching it with a younger person, you 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 remember that and you recapture that. It's that thing that happens to you. You get those chills and those goosebumps because you're looking at th- through their eyes. And I think every now and again, when you watch it, not just with kids, but a, a, a casual viewer, that 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 restores your faith in wrestling. If you become jaded like Jack Farmer, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say when I watched that match, the end of it, I thought it was it was poop. The, I didn't like that Roman Reigns took his first. I didn't like they took his first loss since like 2019, intentionally getting DQ'd. It's kind of a roll my eyes. But I thought Xavier I will was confess beetle. that after the. After the um, uh, the story played out, and after watching just how good it was, to your point about the camera angles of the uh, the way he mimicked when Seth Rollins ended the Shield so well, I I, get, I think I think it worked out great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like I said, the, the end. We can sometimes get caught up in the in the, the how it ended. I know what you mean, though. Like you, we can get caught up in the in the finish, and and then sometimes we have to take a step back and kind of re, re, recall some of the the great things that happened in the ring. I said, like Seth, man. I, I'm telling you, I dare. I said, I can't believe I would ever say this. Seth Rollins is is the best he's ever been. Yes. And, it, and yes. I don't even think it's close. I don't care what you want to call him. This dude is on another level. I don't know if he's chilling. I don't know if they gave him a pay raise. This dude come, <laughs> this dude coming, this dude, I don't know if it's because he had a baby. I don't know what it is. Seth Rollins is in his bag, man. That dude is mm-hmm. in that ring. That's what children just, do. Would, they motivate you. <laughs> now that don't mean just go out here having babies all willy nilly. <laughs> the vice president give y'all on the podcast. I am not. I am not. I am not advocating people to walk around like Nick Cannon. So stop doing Yo, that. Pete Waters told me though to be the best I could be is to have kids everywhere. <laughs> I, I'm not advocating the listeners of the Matt Media podcast to walk around with Nick Cannon and do some Nick Cannon stuff, man. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, yeah, you heard me, Nick Cannon. Kick rocks. You need a slow. Down. <sighs> yeah, to Brian Brian's point though, he's doing a lot of things right now. He's got a lot of a lot of irons in the fire. He's working pretty hard too. So maybe uh maybe Waters has a point. <laughs> but you know, you look at Seth Rollins, the best part about it is he finds ways to constantly reinvent himself, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. you look at a like, Chris Jericho. Bingo. Yeah. And and even when stuff doesn't work he will jump out and jump back in. Like, I was a huge fan of The Architect. Then when he got hurt, I didn't like the Seth Rollins that wrestled Triple H at WrestleMania 33. I didn't like it. Um, I understood the story, him coming back, going against, the you know, his mentor and all that. I just didn't care for him. And then even the one that beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 35, I... It was like, all right, it was cool, but to me, he was just missing something. Maybe because I loved heel Seth Rollins so much. But man, like <laughs> this guy he got now, like I'm loving it. And 
you look forward to see two things. What's he going to say? But most importantly, what kind of drip is he going to have? No, I think that would be a cool segment for the Mac Mania show because who's beating the Seth Rollins drip? You know, that's going to be a no segment one. down the line, you know, when it was like, the Seth yeah. Rollins drip of the night. Like, Let me was, tell you something. Yeah, Seth, Seth stuff last night, I was like, oh, he is cutting up now. I said, I actually, yeah. I was, I said, let me get up on that right there. The, 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 the and, tail, and he had to be a G. in closet too. We can't, go, we can't was, ignore that. Hey, yo, Bobby was in his bag, yo. Yo, Bobby, Bobby, after the Mac Mania podcast, Bobby got all kinds of confidence. You see yeah. what I'm saying? We, yeah. got, we gassed him up. We gassed him up for 35 minutes. You know what I mean? That's what happens yeah. when you talk about cookies. You know, See? Cookies I, and kids, man. What's up? I, I, I want to go back to Seth Rollins real quick. We always talk about guys Please. who can have wrestling matches with anybody and make them great. And I think Seth Rollins can, but I think better than that, Seth Rollins right now could be in a rivalry with anyone else and make it an interesting story. You could put him Agreed. across from anyone right now. You could put, uh, I don't want to name anyone because I don't want to sound like I'm being disrespectful, but it, you know, someone who has nothing going on right now, no backstory, nothing happening. You could put Seth Rollins across from him and you would make that other person one of the more interesting characters because they've got to face Seth Rollins. Facts. Facts on facts on facts. Um, we, we got a lot of good things I'm shaping up. Um, Austin Theory's got a, got a dub, a, a big dub, biggest dub of his career, in my opinion, against um, Kevin Owens. Uh, he put him in the elimin elimination chamber. I just, not, not, just, just making a comment. Just making a comment here. Like, what you want me to say? Like, if y'all don't understand right now what's going on, is Brian, is Brian typing in the chat? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's typing in the chat. Brian is I don't, listen, I don't want anybody... Listen, I'm making a declaration on the Mac Mania podcast. I don't want no more mention of Fergalicious because all I'm going to do is break that. We record you these did videos it. now. You just did it. That was on the... You were not? Nice. That was on... Yeah, we were, we were trying to keep that off air. I don't want any mentions of this because it, we recording the videos now and I don't want y'all to see this grown man cry every time I mention this dude's name. I shed a man. tear. I shed a tear and I want my tears to trickle down on all this dude's abs, man. I want it all... <laughs> I mean, Why would he allow this? <laughs> what other show is having parties when they get to the recording? That's what yeah, we do every uh, week. We just let y'all in on it. Why does crying up about his abs? <laughs> there are worse places, though. That's the thing. There are worse places <laughs> right. because I just think my I think my like if my tears hit the He's abs, man. It would just. <laughs> He's about to cry. Yeah, I'm gonna cry but with the, him, man. I mean, the artist, the artist, cry in the what? car. Fergalicious <laughs> definition. No, but oh, but, but God, Lord, I love him so much. <sighs> okay, before, <laughs> before, um, let, let me just skip down. Let, let me let me get to um, because we got we're on the road to WrestleMania. I know we have the chamber, and and things will shape out there. You know, they're setting up the chamber for Bobby, hopefully for Bobby to make a, a, an incredible uh, title defense and go into WrestleMania with with that title as well. He should he should be able to walk out Texas Stadium no matter who he faces and and have and have that moment. So, but. And I know there, Goldberg is he's 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 publicly said it. You know he has one more match on his contract. So as we're as we're trying to get closer to the road to WrestleMania and just come up with different ideas and and do some light fantasy booking, let me let me go to you fellas real quick and say, if Goldberg does have that last match, who should he face and who would you like it or who would you like him to face? I think I think there's a couple of different answers here. I think there's a right answer, and then I think there's the you know if you want to be fun and do things a little different kind of answer. Mm -hmm. um, I'll save the right answer because I feel like someone else may say it, but I'd love to see Austin Theory be the one to beat him. I'd love to see Austin Theory basically say to Vince McMahon, "You want me to impress you? I'm going to stop the most unstoppable wrestler." of uh, one of the most unstoppable wrestlers of the past 20 years and then go in there and put on his resume the guy that ended Goldberg. Not just end, didn't end the streak, ended Goldberg the man in the ring. And I think that you want to build Austin Theory to be that next John Cena. That's one of those wins you put on his resume that sticks with him and builds him up to be that next level. It's a complex question, oh. man. There's like a right answer, like Jack it, said. It is, it is complex, yeah. Uh, there's like the one I want to see personally, but I know no one's going to see with me, and that's Seamus. I'm a big Seamus guy. I think that poster, that T-shirt would be great. Um, yeah. But but you want to talk about putting the next generation in that that situation, Braun Breaker, man. Braun Breaker Goldberg has SummerSlam written all over it, and I think that that would be a big money match. Ooh. Either it opens a car or ends a car. I say do it. So go for it. I'd love that too. 
Now, you know, y'all say, y'all know me. I told you, low-hanging fruit is low-hanging for a reason. Everybody talks all about that low-hanging fruit, but that's the most picked fruit. Everybody don't be going up in the top of the tree. You don't go in the top of the canopy and grab the fruit. It's right at the bottom, right at the bottom. And you just pluck it down, and it's still just as juicy. Now, listen, I, I, it's the, it, the because it had the kind of real heat, riddle, Riddle Goldberg, that's that's my money, man. That's the money match for me, man. I think that damn 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 near could end the show if it if they build it right. So for my money, um, I want to see Goldberg's last match be against Riddle. Um, I don't think it'll happen, but like I said, we're fantasy booking. BH Waters, do you have anybody? <sighs> Big E. Goldberg. <laughs> Big e. Goldberg. Yeah. Is, you know, we I think it would just facts. I think they could tell a story, and I think Big E. Maybe it would be funny watching him trying to break Goldberg's character by him, you know, a lot of the funny stuff that he does. And that would be fun. Yeah, so I think, you know, it would be a fun matchup. You know, you could have face-face just having a fun contest. That so would- why can't you get what you want? Why can't you get your dreams? You know, a, a man that's been a loyal ambassador to the product, he wants one thing. That was his favorite wrestler growing up. He actually still is wrestling. He actually still has an opportunity. Why not let Big E fulfill his dreams? Wrestlers, WWE, let's do it. That would be that would be really fun to see. I would love to see that. I feel like the right answer, though, I'm surprised no one just said the right answer, and that's Roman Reigns. Come on, they they had a match they were supposed to have before everything got shut down, or or uh, before it got canceled. I can't remember what ha- what what part of uh, the 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 past few years was what canceled that match from happening. But um, they were supposed to have a match. Plus, Roman Reigns is on this run where he's destroying all the greatest of the past generations, from from Brock to Cena to Edge to everyone else. This is another one that he's supposed to put away forever. It's supposed to be Roman Reigns. <laughs> Why did that do you say it? Now I wish now, I said it. It's now, supposed to be Roman Reigns. Now hold on there, Jack Farmer. I'm just plumb confused <laughs> as to why you think that I want to see Roman Reigns break this man in half. <laughs> like he'll kill him. He would kill him. Okay. <laughs> Bloodsport. <laughs> no, 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 no. How are you gonna say like I don't want to see him kill someone when Goldberg was the one that brought murdering Bobby Lashley to the table last time he had a match? Bats. I think look, live by the sword, die by the sword, Goldberg. If you're gonna get if you're gonna talk about that, you gotta get in the ring with Roman Reigns. It's not a bad match, but I want I wanna see my man Braun. I wanna see Big E. I wanna see Riddle. Hey Wendy. I wanna see all those first. <laughs> hey Goldberg. Hey, that's that's why i really think it, it it fits though that legitimate heat actually would play man is this for my own personal you know enjoyment but like i said that's just it's just fantasy booking this episode is brought to you by atlassian atlassian software like jira confluence and trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. I'm going to move on to something a little bit different. Um, Jack had a pretty good idea. We were going to do Farmer's Market, but he was like, no, I got something, you know. So let's do Hall of Fame wish list. And I go, Jack, what on earth is this? Is, just, is it as cut and as dry as I just said? Or is, is there layers to it? No, it's, it's, it's cut and dry as you just said. We're getting into... <laughs> he was like, nope. Here at the Farmer's Market, we don't peel onions. We just sell them. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> Basically, all this is we're going to go around the horn. And uh, as we're getting into Hall of Fame season, as of now, I don't think anyone's been officially announced for this year. There's a lot of speculation and whatnot, a lot of speculation mm-hmm. that this is Undertaker's year to go into the Hall of Fame. But I figured before these names start getting named, I wanted to go around the horn and just have everyone pick someone that they would like to see go into the Hall of Fame this year and uh, or just maybe sooner rather than later. For uh, me, for me, oh, you got to go, 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 go. For me, I, I'll just start off. One that always stands out to me that I'm shocked isn't in the uh, in the Hall of Fame that I think should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a tag team, possibly the greatest, depending on who you would who you think is. But Ooh. the Steiner brothers, I don't know how the Steiner brothers have gone this long without being in the Hall of Fame. They're Savage. one of the best to do Savage. the thing. They've won all over the world and companies all over the world. And now that Braun Breaker is out there tearing it up, it seems like just the perfect time. Put Rick, put Scott in the Hall of Fame, make it happen. Now I know, like I said, I know there's probably there might be a little, you know, heat there because I know Scott. He's very, he's very, uh, you know, he's very, uh, he's very opinionated when, yeah. you know, when he's on, on the on the sh- on the shoot interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that. However, there are people that that are in the Hall of Fame that have done a lot of bad stuff, and mm-hmm. and and they and they get acknowledged. And and I'm talking about from a from a tag team perspective. When I was growing up, that was to me one of the greatest tag teams in the world from the from the from the college music to how they from the Frankensteiner to all the to all the things they would do. Uh, I can't argue with that even though there's probably a little bit of a little bit of bad blood there but i think in wrestling wise time heals all wounds but that leads me to why i want in the hall of fame right now i want bad bunny in the hall of fame everyone else can kick rocks i don't see why not he did yeah. more than pete rose and drew carey <laughs> it should the be a greatest rap. the greatest celebrity wrestler of all time is bad bunny he cares about the product he's a lifelong fan he will he he gets he's in the crash pads doing collar and elbows but heaven he just started he's not gonna help him down the road i don't care put him in tomorrow let I, me ask I, you this oh go ahead football I, I agree with you but there's a huge Stephen amell people but so he's he's a better wrestler than bad bunny that bad that Stephen Amell knows psychology because he was arrow. He was just well, yeah, well, you can guess what Stephen Amell kick rocks. Damn. No, I think Stephen Amell can shoot a bow and arrow at rocks. That's what he can do. <laughs> shoot a bow and arrow at rocks. I just wanted to ask. Only reason why I wouldn't put Bad Bunny in isn't his story still being written? Like I think it, it, he got it is maybe I would want to see him like in WrestleMania for the next oh, at least oh, my, two years. Oh, my theory is he gets a he gets a match. He might even get a singles match this year. That's mm-hmm. a, I, I actually actually I don't think it's gonna be tag thing. I think the tag team was to protect him, and then he exceeded their expectations. I think Bad Bunny's gonna get a one on one match. How great would his Hall of Fame be? Because he wouldn't give a speech; he'd do a concert for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> Bad Bunny, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. The story, the story is still been written, but I want a man be Waters. Okay. Wow. Uh, I, I feel like I have to say D'Lo appreciation. I'm doing his case for him for the past year, man. D'Lo <laughs> needs to be in there solo, but I understand you all want something else. Uh, Christian Cage, uh, NWA champion. I, I feel like one of the world champions when that other guy had to step down due to his injuries. Look, Christian Cage or Slash Christian has been so good. A workhorse in WWE, a champion outside. I, I don't see why he's not considered a solo entrant in that Hall of Fame. And the fact he's not is a travesty. I know he's still actively working. He's actively wrestling. But if he decides to hang it up, that should be first ballot. At this I point, do you, think it's, do you think at this point it's okay to put active wrestlers in the Hall of Fame? For a while, it felt like you had to be done done before they put you in the Hall of Fame. But now it feels like it happens enough that it's it's not as big of a deal. Uh, forget where he's working, because obviously that's a big sticking can. point. But I'm talking about in general, like not just Christian. In, I'm, I'm just talking about in general. Right. And maybe even to Bad Bunny's point, is it okay to put people in the Hall of Fame while they're still somewhat active? I'm, I say, yeah, as long as he can make the appearance. That's why it's like, it matters in right. Christian, because he can't go to his own his own induction. Yeah. Oh, but like, yeah. if he was like doing indie dates, I would say, yeah, sure, put him in. No, I, yeah, so I, that's why I say... That AEW is the one place that I would say, okay, that probably isn't yeah. isn't going to work out. That's why I say other people, like if Mickey James, whatever, you know, she's an impact, I'm sure it'd be fine. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I think Mickey- it's cool if we're talking like they're out of like the title picture. 
Um, like we clearly know they'll never be like the face of the company or right, 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 right. Um, somebody that's going to be a headliner on a card, then fine. Um, if they're, you know, like let's just say Jeff Hardy. I think it would be cool like if Jeff Hardy was in WWE right now and we clearly see, okay, he's probably never going to be champion again. I think that would be cool. You know, otherwise, like I wouldn't be for it. But in that situation, I think it's cool. What about Rey Mysterio? If they put yeah, him in me, this he, year. He, yeah, they should have already. He should be. He should be in. Um, I know I know. Edge is very different because they thought he'd be done. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, why not, man? Ray, Ray's, Ray's on his he's on his farewell tour. It's just extended because he can just still go. You know what I mean? He's def, he's defied the the, the space time continuum. He's like, right. he's, you know, he's like he's in the multiverse of madness. It's like six Ray Mysterios. We just don't realize it. You know, yeah, there's yeah. like he's like, who's that jumping out? But hold on. Uh, <laughs> speaking yeah. of Hall of Fame. I got Oh, 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 excuse, excuse Evan Mack. <laughs> My bad, I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, so, no, you know, you know I'm down. I want to hear. So I'm shot, uh, switch gears and go to the women. Alicia Fox. When yes. I saw her make her appearance, um, you know, she's the first African-American Divas champion. You, you the longevity. And I think I, there has to be something said about longevity and professional wrestling. It's not like any other The most sport. underrated stat. The most underrated stat. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you think about all the bumps they take, you know, and just like, you know, some of the stuff she was doing was good work. I love the stuff that she was doing. I want to say it was like 2012 or 13 where she had like, the lack of a better word, that crazy gimmick where, you know, she was like losing yeah, her yeah, mind. Yeah. I thought she was doing some of her best work then. You know, I think she's very underrated in the ring. Maybe, you know, ahead of her time as far as like, that's the thing. Like when I look at the Women's Royal Rumble, I saw uh, the reason why I love the legends being in there is because they didn't have the chance when women's wrestling wasn't being taken as seriously. So now it's like, look, we didn't give you the chance, but now we're going to give you this opportunity. And I thought she looked great in there. So she's somebody that I would uh, definitely root for. And she's on my Hall of Fame wish list. A thousand percent. You know what? I'm, and Elisa Fox don't know me from Adam. But I'm going to tell you one thing. When it comes down to what the Divas were doing back then and what the women are doing now, I would say with 100% certainty that, that Alicia Fox was that missing link to transition the diva's way of philosophy to now the the we call work rate the cardio just get yourself in top shape using her characters to provide storylines i mean the fact that she's not get the flowers she deserves has just been a crime so yes i will be there front row the day she gets to be announced as in the hall of fame with the bullet B.H. Waters, um, well said, brother. Seriously, man, very, very timely. Something that you don't hear too often. Something that people wouldn't probably say. But uh, and, and if and if and if and if this means anything, she's actually like an angel. You know, does that does that matter? You know, when you when you go through this industry and you and you you don't become a person that gets bitter. She every appearance I've ever seen her at, every time she's at somewhere, she's she will take pictures with every single human being within an uh, an ear or eye shot of her. That that's being that be, being that great. For that long, um, yeah, that just that just made my bad bunny thing just seem foolish. I'm sorry, y'all. No, it is it. <laughs> it was I'm just not, yours was just so I, sweet and sentimental. I'm not and here to put so, you down, Evan. Yeah, yeah, Twice in one been, show, Waters has yeah, just buried shade. Evan Mack. Yeah, I've been, I've been. He's been. He shredded. He shredded your boy. He shredded my pick for the magic. He's night. got kids. <laughs> he made, <laughs> He's Slater. He's Slater and BH Waters got kids, baby. I need this job. <laughs> y'all make Yo, sure y'all tell your friends about the Mac Mania podcast. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. And speak. It's listen. And speaking of um, incredible women like Alicia Fox, that leads me to the ending of the show. And that's Flow Beatles. Boot thing of the week. Flow Beatles. Boot thing of the week. Gotta give a spotlight to female talent. There's only two words you're gonna be seeing all over the Twitters for, and that is hardcore country. Mickey James with the impact. Well, they said women's championship, but the knockouts championship at the Royal Rumble. I guess it was hype up was weird. But anyway, what's that say for Mickey's career, her legacy? Impact being able to work with WWE, her showing out in that rumble, and yeah, she got eliminated, but eliminated by a legend. It took another legend in leader to eliminate Mickey James, or else she'd be going to WrestleMania without a doubt. Has he Mickey James for this week's boot thing of the week? Mickey, Mickey, Mickey boot thing of the week. Thank you, Filipino.com. Um, thank you, everyone listening. You know, I'm in, I'm in spreading goodwill this morning. You know, um, got buried by my producer, but it's all good. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 yo, I appreciate all y'all, man. We gonna we gonna break things down, guys. I got a couple things, a couple ideas on the road to WrestleMania elimination chamber. Trying to come up with some some cool things. Hopefully, getting some some more guests on here, guys, and just trying to expand the brand a little bit, man. Do it for the brand, like Pat McAfee. Um, yeah, man. You know I me. Mean? Feeling good. Feel like we're in a good spot. Yeah, Feeling yeah. all right. Yeah, I think things. things- <laughs> It's been fun. It's been fun fun so far. Good things have happened. Like, comment, share, five-star review, please. Yeah. yeah. BH Waters, man. I appreciate you. Real Jack Farmer. Uh, Flo right, thank you. Uh, yo, we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>